But you, I mean, okay, there's Rui starting. Hello, <laughs> hello, Rui. This is uh, WLOB, the League of Beers podcast. This is Rob from League of Beers, and I'm sitting here with Rui from And Union. Hello, Rui. Hello, Rob. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> so formal. Um, so, so what we're doing is we've set up in the House of Machines, which is a great, relatively new bar in Short Market Street, started by Brad and a couple of buddies. Rui, you're not part of House of Machines, are you? No. You just drink no, here. I drink here, yes. Rui drinks at House of Machines. He supports it ardently. Um, it's nice to so drink at a place as opposed to working at it. As to have to worry it. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so those of you who know who Rui is, and I'm sure everyone who would listen to a podcast about craft beer knows who Rui is. Um, he's the founder, co-founder of... Vida E, which has nothing to do with uh, and union. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what we're going to do is, um, I'm just going to, we can throw questions back and forth. This is really a conversational thing, but let's, let's I'm going to turn this mic so I can look right at you. Um, let's just throw some ideas around, talk a bit of shit. And also what I'd like to do is get into like a bit of your background, a little bit of your story for those who don't know it, because the reason we're doing this podcast with you now is that we lean up to September, which is Heritage Month for... South Africa, where we wanted to get into the South African craft beer heritage, and in our feeling, and Union is a very big part of South Africa's craft beer heritage. So, a little bit of your story, a little bit of your background, but most importantly, how it is that you are now Mr. Worldwide, and what it is that you're up to. Okay. Oh. Cool. <laughs> Let's do it. As so long as we've still got, has everyone still got beer in their hands? I have beer. Do you have beer? No, John's saying he doesn't. John says he needs yeah. a beer. He needs a beer. I'll, I'll wave and see okay. if we can flag we'll, someone down for we'll beer, but we, we can get going. Okay. All right. So, let's do like a quick... A quick jump through. Let's go from high school to selling Vida in one minute. Go. Shit. <laughs> so high school to... Okay, that's... Uh, well, it actually wasn't that long. Actually, I finished high school in 93, uh, and then it was uh, Varsity, as you do. Um, Cape Town. Uh, no, no, this is in Durban, dude. Okay. Um, so you're classy for a Durban guy, hey? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> well, I am now. I wasn't... I wasn't... I was a nightmare before. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Varsity until 96. 97 some uh, work actually worked for an, an online uh, casino company well they developed software for casinos oh wow it's pretty crazy Jeez. you're um, a revolutionary guy huh? no dude it was Head uh, of the I, start, I started this company when it was 20 people a year later it was 120 people and they were making billions it was yeah it was no nuts. I've heard online casinos in South Africa yeah. dominate well it wasn't a casino it was the, the, the company the that developed company. the software for oh, the casino wow. okay. they were taking a cut in the earnings of each casino so you can just imagine what was going on there <laughs> okay. anyway uh, so left Both there, it wasn't my thing. Uh, I loved the online uh, aspect about it. I've always been fascinated by the internet. Uh, and I guess the internet, where the whole thing started in 94-ish. Uh, and I just really got sucked into it. I really enjoyed it. But I really wanted to uh, get my hands uh, dirty, so to speak. So okay. um, did a lot of traveling. And then Brad and I started talking about um, doing something with coffee. Uh, okay. Brad was living in uh, the UK at the time. So I spent a lot of time traveling there, and uh, and you did some Europe travels before that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, uh, I mean, I'm Portuguese, so we've been going back to the motherland since mm. I was, uh, I guess, a baby, and okay. uh, every year I go back. And um, yeah, Brad was in. I think Brad had just finished his studies. He was working in the financial industry there. Okay. And in uh, the UK. Yeah, in the UK. Okay. And, and did you guys talking? know each other from school? From the beach. Okay. In Durban, you know, we all know each other from the beach. So, uh, <laughs> so typical. <laughs> <Yeah. anything. laughs> you go, you arrive at the beach on the Saturday morning, and you don't leave until Sunday night. You know. Okay. Um, and then we just started talking about uh, coffee and doing something. Brad was like over the UK at the moment. Okay. And uh, yeah, so we opened our 
was a coffee slash bagel slash smoothie bar in Durban right. in 99. This is longer than a minute, though. Oh, it's fine. Okay. It's, it's good stuff. If it's good, you can okay. talk longer. If it's All crap, right. we'll stop you. Uh, and there's a beer for John. Thank you. Um, John Cherry. John's clapping his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then uh, we opened this. We had it for like 10 months. It was like really, really well received, but we were just working our asses off. And that was Cliff Street, right? No, no, dude. That was in Durban. That was, oh. uh, it was, a, it was a concept called Fresh. Fresh with two double uh, with two S's. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, we sold that. we sold it after like ten months. Oh really? Because we were like just sick of working from like four a.m. until seven p.m. Right. Um, yeah, and then uh, we I came to Cape Town. Brad followed shortly. Then we opened Vita like a year later. Okay. Um, the first one in Cliff Street. And then yeah, man. Then that went pretty crazy for a while. We sold it in two thousand and six. And then in so that when did you start that? <laughs> When? It was 2000. We started working going. on it in 2000. I think we opened in 2001, November. Okay, so six years later you sold. Uh, yeah, five and a bit. Yeah. Okay. And then, then three months after we sold it, we were like doing trips and looking at beer and getting excited about beer. And we started that, yeah, 2006 leading into 2007. Okay. And since then we've been making beer, man. And uh, here we are. All right. And uh, we did you start the beer first or did you start the bar first? What was the kind of sequence of events? Oh, the bar came in 2008-ish, at the end of 2008. Okay. And, uh, so just to, um, to let you know, okay. do you use Periscope? Do you Periscope? I don't Periscope, but I, I know. <laughs> well, now you're Periscoped. Okay, all right. So this is, um, this is me Periscoping you and we've okay. got one viewer so far and this is me. I'm going to okay. hand this over to John so you can catch a bit of both of us. Okay. And you carry on. So you said you started from about 2006 with the bar or with the beer? With the beer. Okay. 2008. Eight came the bar. We right. had that until June last year. 2006, um, yeah. And Jack Black was also 2006, right? I don't remember. I think it was somewhere around there. 2006, yeah. 2007. Okay. It was all, it was all would, hazy would, right would, now. Would you claim that you were first and that Jack Black followed? Uh, I don't think it matters who's first, but uh, I remember meeting Ross. He was actually at a tasting at, uh, at a restaurant. All right. And uh, he, was, he was just telling us what he was doing, and we were like, fuck, man. We're... We're kind of like doing the same thing, yeah, man. man this is we like love <laughs> real beer. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was just it was good to know that someone else was was doing it because yeah, yeah. We yeah for a while we felt like we were alone and it was uh, it was it was tough, man. Yeah, 2006 in South Africa there was no such concept as craft beer. No. Like it was, it was, no, it was crazy. Yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a tough slog educating people. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was really rewarding because you know it's it's one thing when you're explaining it, but when someone takes the sip, it just like you can see it dawns on them. You know, yeah. Like, what is this? And where, where has it been all my life? Yeah, yeah. And then that's the rewarding part. That's what, <laughs> that's what, that's what keeps you going, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, it, you know, as it gains traction, you see more and more I didn't realize you were so altruistic. No, actually, you know what? The, 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 everything else is fun, but when someone takes a sip of a new beer like you did earlier and, and likes stoked. it, yeah. okay, not everyone likes every single one, but at yeah. least they like one of them or two of them. Uh, it really makes, you know, it really makes it all Bring something it. new to their yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nice. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. beer gives people pleasure, so you know, it's uh, it's, it's one of the only, only legal ways of of, uh, of pleasuring, <laughs> of a pleasuring other people. people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, and then so beer. So, and so okay. So could you take me through how you guys got started with the beer thing? Because everyone's got a rough idea of how your business works and the beers brewing in Germany, everything like that. Yes. Take me through. 
we're going to brew a beer to here's a bottle of beer. What happened in that process? Uh, well, as I said, we travel a lot, and you know, whenever we traveled, it was always eating and drinking. Okay, and, very good. You know, and as soon as you travel into Belgium or Germany, you you know, and even the U.S. of course, even at that time. Um, you, you know there's something going on, you know, okay. with beer, and beer was happening. Yes. And, uh, and we thought, man, this is like, this is, you know, we were in the coffee business before, which is a social thing. It was, yeah. And this is a also a social thing. Yeah. And it's also something that people get together for. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we thought, you know, look, this is a, we, we did a, this kind of business before, and this this is a very similar, more stimulating actually business okay. because you can only have so many coffees in the morning, but beers you can drink all night, and uh, <laughs> and it's fun, you know, it's really yeah, yeah. really enjoy doing it. And it's just natural just demand it, for drinking. Yeah, just the fact that it wasn't pervasive in the market, you know, there was nowhere to go. And yes, there was a few places selling some Belgian stuff and everything else. Yeah, but there was no one doing it like we wanted to do it. So no, I mean, like what what you guys did, if you look at what you brought to the market versus where the market was, yeah. it's actually ridiculous. Like, I mean, you were probably Some would 10 say steps of innovation ahead yeah, of where yeah. you needed to be. But you know? It was, yeah. Which was great. I mean, that's... In that's hindsight, that's yeah, in hindsight, we, we, if we knew what we knew now, we would have done it a, in a, a different slowly, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's always like that. Exactly. But, but mean, we learned we, fast. So, like, I, I'm one of those... Well, what's cool about your brand is if you, you, you've definitely... Um, you've got polarized thought around your brand. You know, you've got these Union bashers or haters and you've got these anunion lovers right yes, yes. Uh, I'm definitely more towards the lover side not just because you're a nice looking guy <laughs> but uh, it's also like my feeling is like and, I, and I, I cannot say this enough to all the haters out there but I mean like what, what you guys did I mean it's kind of skyrocketed with craft beers in South Africa I mean by, by bringing in great quality beer by realizing that beer isn't necessarily cheap yeah um by bringing design by bringing a lot of coolness to beer by bringing a variety of beer by doing all those things all so all in one fell swoop you know bringing that all making that happen it's kind of i suppose took our craft beer market from where it was to five years into the future all in all probably in the space of the year and you guys had to do the hard work of going through that because to bring a product like that to market that nobody knows about it's very 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 difficult to get the market to get used to well, a lot of it is a stubbornness, but uh, another part of it is uh, doing what we like to do, and uh, yeah, and that's really we, you know, it's it's the three of us. We don't have a board of directors to answer to. The, our customers, our shareholder. So you know, if we produ- <laughs> you know, when we make a mistake, people don't spend money on our product, and that's how we learn. So we periscope art before oh. we. Are we going? Turn my battery out and do fast okay. longer periscopes. Are you out of we, battery we already? Talking. No, no. Oh. But I mean, we don't want to give the whole thing away for free on okay. periscope. You got okay. to download for free? the podcast. Are we charging for podcasts now? Yeah, millions. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay let's uh, end this. Okay. Uh, your last look at Rui there, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Worldwide. Okay. All right. Um, it's going to tweet straight away um, onto your feed as well. Okay. You're the social media manager of uh, Union, are you not? Uh, if you can call me that, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to fire myself as the League of Beer social media okay, manager. Okay. Cool. Sorry, I stopped you. Were where were you? I forget. Your reasoning, your stubbornness of wanting to do what you like doing. Your three board of directors and your well, no, no board of directors. Stakeholders. Three of us. Yeah. Um. So are there three of you still own an union? Yes. Okay, I see. So that's you, Brad, and my old man, Manuel. Oh. You've met him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed Did to you go get your switch? I haven't got it yet. I'm Why don't you tell me? I would have brought it for you. Oh, I didn't oh, think okay. about that. I must go. Okay. I'm still going to go meet them. Right. But I'll, I'll be seeing him at Jason's sometime in the next week or two. He's there every day. Jason's Bakery, yes. I actually spotted your Porsche there. I was like, ah, oh, okay. my dad must be there. Okay, so uh, 
if I ask a question that you don't want to answer, feel free to just say fuck off. Okay. Um, what's uh, Sean Bond? Was he not part of An Union? No. Not okay. Somebody told me he was one of the guys from An Union. I thought, to my knowledge, it was just you and Brad. Uh, no, yeah, it was always been us three, and okay. we had a financial partner at one stage. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that that was that changed like. Three, four years ago. Oh, really? But okay, that was the cool. only partner we, ex- external partner we ever had, yeah. And We've then, got partners in different territories. Yeah. Uh, so but those say, are localized partners, yeah. And, and then um, your, uh, what was I going to say? And the, the restaurant, that was a separate operation to the beer well, brand? It was a sep- was owned by us. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it's not. Yes. Because we, we need to focus on making beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that, right. that happened last year in June. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Right. And you guys, how's it going? I mean, well, also quite uh, bold uh, in terms of a uh, selling craft beer and b doing it all online. I mean, that's quite a. I mean, that's pioneering in its own. You mentioned uh, stupid ideas, and uh, yeah. in in hindsight, an online craft beer store for anybody there wants to start their own online craft beer store. <laughs> it's a stupid idea. <laughs> it's one of the worst ideas I ever came up with. Okay. But it was. I suppose all that was. Um, I was very interested in, in online and e-commerce for a long yes. period of time, and ironically, I, I knew the Yappy Chef guys through e-commerce and had had dealings with them for years, and just and just really badly wanted to get into the online space. Mm. And I don't come from a tech background, but it just it, that's the way of the future. Now yes. it's becoming more obvious to people. But then that was I was one of the few people saying, "Hey, it's, it's all there." Um, my way of getting into online was by taking a hobby that I was passionate about, which happened to be beer, yes. and just putting the two together. And the lucky thing is that. Uh, e-commerce was growing really quickly at that point in time, and so is craft beer. So the timing of getting just before, because I mean, what you guys did this for 2006 to about 2012 was kind of building a lot of ground. Yes. But from 2012, things really started getting a lot bigger very yeah. quickly. And for us, we got in kind of at the beginning of that phase. So it was nice to be sort of ahead of the curve, so we could learn a lot. And um, I almost speak of it as, so things are going really well for us through a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Um, and I almost speak of us as, as it's like we're playing golf. Because whereas you and all the other craft beer brands have got a lot of competition in South Africa and in the world yes. right now. Whereas for us, it doesn't feel like we've got competition. It's more about how well can we work with our brand, how, how good a service can we give to the customer, and how good a service can we give to the brewer. Because we almost see ourselves as a platform between yeah. the brewer and the customer. Yeah, you do way more than sell beer. You edu- it's a huge education platform. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of people selling beer online, but no one's doing quite what you do. Well, um, that, that's what we do. So yeah. it's we, we our, our whole thing is... is letting people discover the world of craft beer yeah. um, and doing that through education and experience, that, that's what we're providing. Um, we're, as an online e-commerce store, it's like not even secondary, tertiary, it's like so way back down the channel. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a secondary service that we offer. Like the whole thing we do is the education it's of craft beer. It's a platform, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it happens to be there. We could close the e-commerce site tomorrow. Wouldn't be a problem. We'd still do what we do. But and that's please don't. Educating people. Okay. okay, no worries. <laughs> It wouldn't stop us doing our core function, yeah, sure. which is educating people in craft beer. Yeah, yeah and um, I mean, there's not a lot of, I mean, besides brewers, who else is doing that education aspect? You I mean brewers? You mean like the big besides brewers? the brewers, who else is oh, educating the, the consumer? I mean, I, I don't know. know. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's there's a degree of um, bloggers and there's people on social media platforms okay. and that type of thing. I think um, if we talk about the the, the reason that, that, that the education is worthwhile is that. This whole craft beer thing, there's the possibility of it being a bubble, I think, uh, and, and bursting quite quickly, like a short-term fad. I don't know. I no, don't, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. clarify that. 
So it's been going for a long enough time that it's less likely, right? The more to establish itself, the less likely that it can happen. But I mean, you've always got things to factor in that like the big breweries have got better distribution, they've got better pricing, um, and it's always going to be a major problem for the craft beer industry. My thing is that through education and through people experiencing a much better product, you can, we can create a sustainable industry. I, I think that the best path to a, towards a sustainable industry, bearing in mind that none of us have the budgets to build big distribution or to, to actually compete with the big brewers, is to do it through education and allow, giving consumers that freedom of choice. Yeah. And I think through the fact that, that we're doing that, through you doing that, all the brewers doing that, that's our path towards sustainability. And I think we're, we're already quite far down that path. Sure. So that was that was my clarifying of my point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, uh, where there is a bubble, uh, means that where there's something that's not sustainable. Yeah. So I don't. It, it's this craft beer has been a groundswell since in the mid '80s in the U.S. Yes. Uh, in '84, I think when Sam Adams, I think Sam Adams was started in '84. Yeah, I think there? so. Very early 80s. Yeah. Well, so like the, the Jimmy Carter uh, amendment that he made was in yes. 79. Yeah. And then I think that it was about four or five years later, yeah, when yeah. all the well, craft brewers started when something of significance happened, and which yeah. was Sam Adams. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Sierra Nevada was around that time. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a global trend, and it's not a, it's not a, a micro climate. Um, no. It, it follows the, the consumers of today. Like, um, yeah. Excuse me. Well, oh, that was a craft beer boot. <laughs> I wonder if that was caught on mic. But... Uh, <laughs> The, <laughs> the thing about the millennials and foodies and that kind of food interest, and if you look at the slow food movement, it all ties in together. That it's like it's no coincidence that craft beer is big in South Africa right now. Um, I think either way, craft beer would have become a big thing in South Africa. I mean, we've got, especially in Cape Town, we've got the right climate for it, the right type of people. And I'm talking about by climate, like consumer climate, consumer demand. Um, it just so happens that you, the guys who made it happen probably five years before it was supposed to happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was hard work, and it's, some, it's sometimes difficult to drag people with you. Jeez, how's this dragging music right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's not so sad. You'll be okay, Rui. <laughs> I actually <laughs> need to drag cry. anyone. <laughs> um, I don't even know. You f- now I lost. I forgot what I was saying. What was I saying? You're dragging people on the craft room. I'm going to change direction for okay. us right now. Where are we going? Rui, Mr. Worldwide. So... I don't know if I like that name, dude. I like it. I don't know. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, no, I don't know. You know where I'm going to that. <laughs> I think we need to get you another summer ale there. Well, uh, you're looking a bit empty right yes, now. Yes, I know. Let's get um, Could we have two summer ales over here? Two, no, two. Actually, you know what? I'll have a Friday, a little one, please. X. I'll, I'll have a little, little summer ale. A, yes, little, a little summer To make it feel like I'm not Friday. drinking that much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, like that size. Mm. Not like a shot glass. Half, a halfie, thanks. Um, Rui, yes. Okay, so let me... I'm going to build you up for a second and then get you to explain it, all right? Okay. So, <clears throat> sometimes after a couple of beers... I just saw John roll his eyes there. <laughs> yeah, John, John's not going to love this. So, sometimes uh, when myself and John philosophize and have a couple okay. of beers, I, t- I tell him my thoughts about the craft beer industry. And uh, oh, one of my thoughts about the craft beer industry, I like tech and I like innovative business. And what I really like about your business is, so one of the things you did that was key is that you opened... Uh, inadvertent commas a brew bar was the home of your brewery right? yes, yeah. that's a very very key thing giving a home and a sense of place to your yes. beer to kind of establish it you don't need it anymore but when you started that was an amazing thing so I'm, I'm giving a talk to um, new craft brewers this weekend yes. I've done a recent one as well and, and in that talk I speak about key parts of telling your story and a, a very easy way of telling a story is by doing that kind of thing yes. like you did like having that little brew bar having a home so you did that right Yes. what, what you do now is that your, your business is much more, it's much more modern day business. So if you look at 
that um, infographic I saw the other day about the biggest taxi company in the world doesn't yes. own a car, right? What is it? The biggest content Airbnb, generation company? Uh, the, the biggest, yeah. yeah, the biggest um, accommodation company in the world yes. doesn't own yeah. accommodation and the biggest content companies in the world don't create any content, right? So the fact that it's about outsourced lean business, it's not about having big breweries, having lots of trucks, having massive yeah. infrastructure. It's about supplying what the customer needs in the most lean, most efficient way, yes. which is what I absolutely freaking love about your business model. So what, to, to those, for those of you who don't know, at the moment, um, how An Union works to my understanding is it's run by Rui and your small team. You're completely location dependent. You work with the best breweries that you need. You work with the best distribution and sales teams that you need. You don't necessarily own all, any of that. You own the brand and you yeah. own the consumer conversation, right? And the IP behind... The, the style of beers, the, you know, the, yes, the recipes. Yes, which ties into the brand. Correct, yeah. Now, first question is, uh, I want to ask, what made, you, what made the decision to go in that direction? How did you end up going in that direction? I, I really, one, one of the things I really believe is in letting people do what they're really good at uh, and using the best. Okay. Um, I have a hard time, for example, um, for example, tasting a, a piece of meat um, and... You know, knowing where, the, where it comes from and cooking it and everything else and knowing that there's people that can do it way better than me. Okay. And for me to try and fulfill that function, I believe it's wrong. Mm. My personal view. Everyone's got their own thing. Uh, some people would like, would spend their whole lives trying to perfect that piece of meat. Okay. When I taste the best, I just want to, I want to have the best. Mm. And, that's, and that's really my obligation to the consumer is to give them the best that I can possibly get at a, at, a, at a price that, that hopefully he can afford. Okay. That's really, that's my job. Um, okay. Yeah, it, it's it very romantic to own a brewery, but we didn't have millions of uh, rands or euros to, to start with. No Swedish uh, dollars in the back pocket. We wanted the best, uh, and that's what we, uh. you know, that's that's what we aim for. And, okay. you know, when you're working with, for example, uh, we, we started in Portugal, we went to Belgium, we were brewing there, we still do one of the beers in Belgium, but now we're in Bavaria, okay. and, and Germany's got such a strong culture. Those guys study for like seven years. Yeah. You know? Highly it's a real, it's dudes. a highly, and you know, great equipment, I don't care great how brewers. long you homebrew. Yeah. You know, you will never have yeah. the technical experience uh, that they have. What, what yeah. they're missing is what, what I can add, is with a little bit of uh, different thinking and creativity and, okay, guys, you've been making beer like this. Why don't we just try this? We'll try this. Yeah. And it's really uh, from the ground up, it's a collaboration. And that's what we do is collaborations okay. because, um, yeah, man, it's I still want to own a brewery. But you know what? It's... Um, for example, in the whole of Europe, there's breweries brewing under capacity. Yes. And from a business sense, it doesn't... I mean, you know, Mikla is a gypsy brewery. Yes, uh, there's, yes. there's lots of gypsies. I was, I was wondering about using that term. Yeah. Mikla is like one of the highly highest regarded yes. uh, gypsy breweries in the world. Yeah. And you know what? It's not for everyone. Yeah. But I don't need to brew a beer that's for everyone. I just yeah. need to brew it for enough people who will appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that'll buy a beer. And that's, yes. that's our philosophy. Okay. I, I love using the best and I love doing the best so it, it's a constant philosophy of ours okay. uh, to Very always cool. be improving tweaking changing breweries adding yeah. breweries to our repertoire um, and really letting them do what they do best Okay. Um, for example when we create a beer I get all five brew masters that we use at all five breweries and we sit down and taste it and we discuss it and how we can improve it yeah. and a beer doesn't get released until we're all happy with it Okay. and 
for the other brewers, it's got nothing in it for them except yeah, that yeah. we're working as a team. Yes. And we're all contributing to a greater. To uh, it's not as altruistic as a greater mm-hmm. good, but you know they're all they have Change some the pride in it. For the better. Yeah, I mean. Well, I suppose so. So we joke. I I gave you a hard time about the altruistic altruistic <laughs> thing, <No>. but <laughs> maybe you can further to the point I was making earlier. Yeah. What you guys have done in the craft beer industry, the, the spark that, you, that you've ignited, has led many people to go down the route to becoming yes. craft brewers and hence created more industry and more yes. jobs. And yeah. actual fact, you've done a great thing. You can actually, you can give yourself, I'll give you a high five high right fives. there. High <laughs> five, John. There you go. Silent John, silent <laughs> Bob. <laughs> um, there, uh, okay, cool. So that, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad you explained that. I think it's very, it's a good thing to get that across to listeners because I can get some. And I'm speaking to some of you out there, some very ignorant guys <laughs> who like to who like to bash on union before they understand the theory behind it. And yes, it's very important. I get the logic behind being homegrown and build your brewery from scratch, and that that's freaking awesome. And I, I support clearly. I support brewers who do that because we support them through the League of Beers and give them yeah, our all. It's part of the it's part of the culture. It's part of the fabric. No, it's awesome. And in actual fact, I mean, you you're on your game. You know your stuff, and we, we support you because because we want to and because customers enjoy your product. But a lot of the really small guys who we support need the help, right? Yeah. So I, I'm all about supporting their guys. But there's different routes to making things happen, and your route has been like phenomenally important in this market. So enough about how cool we all are. Um, <laughs> tell me, um, yeah. I'd, I'd like to hear about. Um, oh, so uh, what I was talking about, how I was going to build you up. Uh, I I love your current lifestyle, like. We, we, I suppose you must have lots of boring married friends sitting at home, living vicariously, vicariously through the lifestyle the that is Rue Estevez. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, I got okay. you. But uh, so, so take me through the the Rue Estevez of 2015. What you're up to and what your life looks like. Uh, I mean, it's been what I've been doing today. for the last few years. Okay. Um, I go where I'm needed. Um, Kind of like the Batman of craft beer. Yeah, last year was in... <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I might use it. Uh, last year Someone was I wanted to be the Batman of craft beer. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to be Robin. Who's going to be Robin? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're too big for Robin. <laughs> um, I just go where I'm needed. And uh, we just started in Germany officially uh, in 1st of August. That's awesome. Uh, it's quite an infrastructure you have to comply with if yeah. you want to be on a, on a certain level. Okay. Um... And it's really about establishing good partnerships and good working relationships with either importers or partners that we have in each territory. Okay. Um, and also helping um, initially to someone who's selling our product. It's kind of a difficult um, thing to understand. We're not easy to understand if you're in the industry. Yeah. Well, easy to understand if you're not in the industry. Yes. If you know, does, that, that, that make sense? That speaks to a lot of the, the initial customers you guys have attracted. It's yes. kind of cool kids digging some good music, wanting a good time, maybe a little bit arty, yeah. wanting something different. Yeah, look, it's, um, you know, we do a lot of things that are opposite to what the industry does. So, for example, when we get an importer in a, in a country, we have to explain to them that we don't have shit to give for free. Yes. You know, because... You're going to pay for it either way. We just choose to make the best quality beer we can. Yeah, yeah. And everything else you want, you're going to yeah, pay for. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because... I have beer for you and it's good beer. Exactly. And that's a price and it's competitive for what mm. it is and anything else. So it's it's kind of an education even within the industry yeah. as it is out of the industry. Yes. In a lot of ways, it's easier to, now to educate some, a drinker, a consumer, rather than someone who's in the industry. Because, I mean, you're able to make a great product... Um, but you don't necessarily have the budget to throw the kitchen sink no. at it. Well, it's very simple. 
you you pay for that glass that you're giving away for free. So yeah, yeah. either you build that, that glass into the cost of the product, which yes. increases your cost, or you lower the cost of your product, um, the quality of your product. And if you're a gigantic monstrous, monstrous brewery, you can, you can brew the beer, you can deliver the beer, plus free glass, plus free cap, plus free t-shirt, yeah. all for the cost of nothing. Correct. But if you're on our scale, it doesn't yeah. work like that. So if you want the product, take the product. You know, because it's, because it's three of us, it's a very personal thing. So I have to have pride that I'm making the best quality product that I can possibly make. Yeah. If I'm not, then, then there's something wrong. Yeah. You know, I don't have to, at the end of the year, look at budgets and say, oh, you know what? Mm. Maybe we should turn down this beer because you know, we could make more money from it. That's yes. not how we do Why it. Why do we dry hop that that's, one? That's, not, that's yeah. not how we, we do the exact opposite. We make the product we want and then we work out how we can do it. Uh, how can we make less money? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, you know, like we've been tweaking our beers in the last, intensively for the last two years. So. And we've been spending more money on raw materials, uh, increasing the, the lagering times, but our prices are still the same. You know? yeah. And it's, I mean, you would never get away with that in, in a company with a board of directors or shareholders. You'd get shot. You'd get fired. I would get fired. Yes, from your own company. I would get like fired Steve from Jobs. My, yeah, exactly. The, um, the, I mean, the, I'm not exactly like Steve Jobs, but you know what I mean. Much more Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the interesting thing is I often like to give the definition of craft beer, which is highly um, debated whether it's a good yeah. definition or not, but yeah. it ties into what you're talking about. So I always speak about the fact that it's small, independent, traditional. So you guys are there for the definition of craft beer. You, you're a small company. Yes. You are independent. Yes. And traditional ties into what you were saying a few minutes ago. So the, expla the, the explanation of d traditional is relatively deep or vast in that it, it, it speaks about using... Um, Better brewing methods, yes. brewing better beer, brewing yes. inefficient beer, brewing beer that's according to flavor, um, brewing beer that's not necessarily the most modern standard or the best of the most efficient beer, but brewing the beer that is the best, most creative product we come up with. Or to put it simply, the best quality you can make that's possible for your resources. Yeah. It's, that's that simple. Um, what is your primary motive? Is it numbers? Hmm. If it's numbers, I don't know if it's craft. Um, that's the irony. There's so many people wanting to get into this craft beer bandwagon. It's and not, you kind of want to tell them if it's money you're in for, yeah, do something else. <laughs> okay, you know, long term, if you, you know, if you get it right, yes. Okay. I mean, after a few years, you start, you know, coming up for air and you're thinking, okay, this can be a, a real business. Yes. But in the beginning, it's not a real business. It's yeah. a fucking joke, man. Mm. It's like you're taking a hiding day after day, yeah, <laughs> month yeah. after month. No, and completely. then you come up for air. Yeah. And then it's a good feeling. I'm not going to lie. But it, you've got to be in it for the long haul. It's, there's no short, there's no short way, quick way of making money in this business. Well, of course. No, I mean, not if you've got any integrity behind your product. And no. if you haven't got integrity behind your product, it's going to get figured out very soon. It's exactly. going to get washed aside. Yeah, that, that's what's great about today's consumers. Yeah. Everything's everything's bare and to be seen. Yeah. We're all naked. Yeah. Um, so I want to. Well, not yet. Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> it depends how many of these summer ales <laughs> we're going to have. So three things I want to finish off with. Sure. Um, so hopefully I can remember these after all these summer else. So the one thing is, part of why we're talking is just because we like having a good time. Um, the other reason we're talking is that your Anne Union Friday, which is a very, it's a great beer, is featured in our September yes. monthly mix case as part of our heritage theme. Um, the summer ale that we're drinking now, depending on how negotiations go between myself and you uh, outside of this forum, okay. we'll see if we can get that summer ale into uh, early next year. I don't see why not. Maybe February, March, somewhere like that. You can do that. It'll be good timing because we've got a couple, of, a couple of brand new Darling beers coming in March. It'll oh, be nice cool. to kind of time it to that. Because Kevin's a cool guy as well. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Um, also quite, quite important in the craft beer movement. Um, 
<clears throat> so those, those things I wanted to cover. The two last things I want to cover is, first of all, take me through a day in the life of Rui Estevez. Wow. Well, not if, Emilio Estevez, if, if every Rui day, Estevez. If, if every day, if every day, it's with an S, not a Z, by the way. Oh, but gotcha. every, uh, if every day wasn't different, then I wouldn't still be doing this. So I don't yeah. have, I'm sorry, I don't have an answer for you. But seriously, I get bored very quickly. So okay. that's why I'm not usually in the same place. Imagine very long. ADD. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. I don't actually have ADD. I just, okay. I just I constantly like challenge, you know. Okay. Um, no, get that. And, I, makes sense. Yeah. and sometimes I just don't want to be bothered by anyone. So I'll just disappear for a bit and okay. then I'll come back with new energy. And yes. uh, that's, a, that's it. Yeah. But okay. it's, I mean, a typical day is looking after, my job is to look after the brand. Yeah. And whatever, whatever that means, that's what I do every day. Okay. So, you know, sometimes it's admin, sometimes it's flying because there's a problem with the uh, hops and yeah. we can't get the recipe right because that harvest was different that year. Okay. And, you know, if, you know, if I can sum it up, it's putting out fires, really. It's, uh, <laughs> it's exciting. That's but, terrible but it news. Is, it, yeah. it is putting out fires, you know. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, but in a good way. I, yeah. I don't see that in a negative sense. Okay. Uh, because so it's it, great it to sit here because, I mean, in a way, you, what's it, the, the, the Silicon, Valley, Silicon Valley equivalent of a craft beer company. Well, you know, it's so. like, you know, you put out fires for so long and when you, once you know how to put them out properly, you give that job to someone else. Yes, okay. Once you figure so, that so you out. you don't put out the same fires no, again? No, 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 okay, no, no. You just put out fires. Once you figure out how those fires work, yes. give them on to someone else and then you carry on taking new f- flames okay. and then you carry on passing it out to someone else. Okay, who, good. That's, so, that's, so you're not like... A fire starter, like a twisted fire starter. Uh, no, I, I I put out fires that I set myself. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, and a uh, we've been drinking beers for a while, so I want a little disclaimer here. Any ramblings that I've had on this podcast, I just want to tell you, it's not it's not me. We should ask it's, you some like deep personal stuff. How much money do you make in a month? <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, well, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to be in the beer industry, be prepared not to get paid for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least you can drink cool product. Mm. And you know, it's quite cool. Is um, I suppose something different, something between the two of us. I mean, yes. Myself and John were talking yesterday about our League of Beers brand and how to position it and everything like that, and made some quite good clarity. Luckily, John's a clever guy, and I get to hang with him. Um, but You're I mean, a man. yeah. Well, yeah. So, and 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 someone like if I look at. This craft beer industry, it's quite interesting because it's quite, quite hip and cool and on trend at the moment. I suppose um, what's, um, what's good about it is that someone like yourself, who is to a degree, you are your brand ambassador, which is pretty good because you, you personify the, the kind of coolness of your brand. And I suppose the idea of you traveling around just adds the, the, the romance I of guess. that. Actually, someone told me the other day, you know what, it's, it's, it's good that you've been in Germany for the last two years because I, I like telling my customers that. And I was like, okay, I'm glad I made you happy. <laughs> nice. Um, Okay, then the last thing I want to get into is um, what can we expect from the future? What's in the cards? Give us... Man, same thing. New beers, uh, new things. We, I'm working on a really cool project uh, at the moment, okay. which I can't say much about. But well, See, um, that's the thing. I, I want you to give us a little bit. Give okay. us a bit of a hint. Because you always do this to me. Rui Estevez, <laughs> for everyone out there, is very, very good at not telling you anything. So I want you to go a step out of yourself and tell me something. Sure. You really put me on the spot. Okay. Um, Actually, that's what our next meeting's about. Okay. Um, <laughs> is she here? I don't even can see. A good-looking uh, brunette. I've never met her. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. you're in luck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, we're working on a, a few new uh, additions to our brand. Okay. Uh, things that you can, let's say, use. Okay. In the craft beer world. That's okay. That's all I'm saying, Rob. Cool. 
I think I'm with but you. But you like them. You like it. Yes. You like it. I think I'm with you. you. Like so it. like and union condoms, for, for example. Yeah, uh, those are things you can use. Exactly. Um, can fit the bottle, can fit <laughs> yes. you. You're a lucky guy. <laughs> okay, excellent. Cool. Um, well, yeah, that's sweet. It's been 35 minutes. So hopefully we've kept Has it. Has it been 35 turn. minutes? Yeah, sure. yeah. Okay. It's been fun. Time goes so fast when you yeah. have fun, right? When you're having beers. Yes. Yeah, so Cheers. To Silent Bob. Cheers. Cheers. Drew. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you for your time. Thank you very much.